Paul, what do you think British Baywatch would be like? <laughs> oh, I'm choking on me pasty. <laughs> Some people stand in the darkness. Never mind, we'll we'll save you. Ow, 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 ow. Because <laughs> it's, it's rocks. It's pebbles you see on on the on the beach. Not sand. <laughs> the fuck out of the way, child. <laughs> Some kid playing on the pebble. Backhanding children every which way. <laughs> As several large men <laughs> run towards run towards the situation. Fat Leslie's Vindaloo Club. <laughs> In charge of the Blackpool Pier. <laughs> oh, quick penny machines dropped on child. No, wait, Sandra's coming on donkey. <laughs> She's with, with thermos at tea. It's not like you're talking Blackpool. <laughs> oh, fuck. It is, us, it is now. Paul, give us your best Blackpool. Blackpool. Ech. Welcome. Is it near- <laughs> hmm? It's like that? Li- it's the death metal equivalent of Liverpool. Right. What is the nearest cliched city that we have stereotypes about? I demand to know. Oh, is it near Newcastle? Warm up your Newcastle just in case. Hang on. Oh Christ. Do you know what? It's about equidistant from Liverpool and Manchester. Oh, thank Christ. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle is so fucking far away, man. I don't know this country at all. (laughs) I have so little information about how this country's made up. It's frankly astonishing. Do you know when um when the Brexit vote was happening and, and UKIP and other parties were d- releasing genuine adverts saying the people in the South who are going out and voting today, don't let them win. <laughs> Maybe they should have, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was for... it's, pe- it's people Fair like enough. it's people like you they were voting against, Paul. <laughs> Here's a question. Where does the North start, do you think? Because being a Londoner is just about St Albans. The old saying is anything past the Watford gap. I mean, you you, you can see it, that the greys of London become a different kind of grey. And that's when you know that you're properly north. (laughs) Yeah, the grey of London is all the buildings, but when it starts travelling north, it's actually all the people pressed together. It's it's giving it its overwhelming grey. It's the people and the meat they eat. (laughs) That they leave in the fields. (laughs) So Cambridge is very much the last last outpost before you hit the wilderness. It's where Rebus lives. (laughs) Fending off the... The darkness of Peterborough. <laughs> the first awful place that you can reach. I have two very good friends from Peterborough. Scum. Absolute scum. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Watford Gap is north of Northampton, mate. I'm not, we're not having that down south. Not having that as part of the south. I mean, that, that, that about fits, though, because I'm a northerner to southerners. I'm a southerner to northerners. <laughs> oh, man. I've always got, like, inflections or bits in my accent that both sides of the the country can find hilarious like the word <laughs> hilarious in the north wouldn't go down too well every time i say london though everyone's just um, amazed at, at the 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 you that i managed to sneak into that word just, oh what a laugh you're a man without a country that's why i'm in australia <laughs> it's your best place for you Podcast that is always beach body ready, and that we look like bodies that have washed up on the beach. <laughs> I'm Paul the Thunderclap Salt. I'm not made for critics. <laughs> and today we shall be discussing the remake we were all waiting for, oh, Baywatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people stand in the darkness. <laughs> Our team is the elite of the elite. We're the heart and soul of this very beach. Come on, Pete, make my pets a little bigger. And don't cover up my front bump. You got it. Huge dick. Big dick. Uh, directed by Seth Gordon, who previously directed One Better Thing, King of Kong. Ooh. Yeah, before moving into comedies, directing Identity Thief and Horrible Bosses, and producing Pixels, which was the thing that King of Kong was the better of. So we didn't know that. What a strange mixed bag there. Um, because. Yeah. Horrible Bosses is pretty good as well. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's surprising. It was a surprising good. Of oh, <laughs> not, oh! not v- vomiting continuously. It's quite good. 
I mean, that's what I was expecting. And I was I was actually keeping a copy of it in a, as an emergency in case I ever consumed anything particularly toxic. It needed an emetic. <laughs> exactly. The screenplay was by writer duo Mark Swift and Damien Shannon, who also wrote Freddy vs. Jason and Friday the 13th, the remake. Great. So we shall be checking in with them next year. Thank fuck. <laughs> I was wondering what those two were up to. Those crazy cats. Oh. Well, this is what they were up to. This is their sheened, polished, late career. And we're going to go deep diving into their horrible Jason Voorhees-related past later on. Baywatch is the diving board. And we will <laughs> and we will leap Statham-like into an Olympic pool of their careers. Some people stand in the darkness <laughs> like me. That was Jason? <laughs> Famous non-speaking Jason? Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm Jason Voorhees. The film was received by critics like a remake of Baywatch. Oh. Peter fucking Travers at the Rolling Stone. Oh, Christ. In a somewhat positive review, I think, says, Think of yourself sitting down for a big two-hour wallow in instant stupid with a vat of popcorn slathered in fake butter and possibly a mound of melted M&Ms on top. It feels great chugging it down. Then your stomach hurts, your head aches, and you, and you puke the whole thing up so you can forget about it in the morning. That's Baywatch in a nutshell. I feel defiled. <laughs> I feel... That Peter Travers has done me a great disservice. <laughs> Whereas I feel tattooed by and have a new respect in Peter Travers. I feel marked but blessed. That was an expertly conjured, disgusting image. That was like Brett Easton Ellis. <laughs> I mean, I've read quite a lot of Brett Easton Ellis and I'll tell you what. Fuck Brace and Ellis. Hamster up the cheesy anus has got nothing on this. <laughs> Hand inside a young prostitute, clenching and unclenching. Move aside, sir. <laughs> Peter fucking Travers is here with his tiny feet. He's got tiny feet and a big imagination. <laughs> He's going <laughs> to blow you away with both. And Fuck he has an me. eating problem. <laughs> Melted M&Ms, I think, is the thing. I, I just imagine it as like a brick, a brick of M&M's just <laughs> sagging and leaking on top of this vat of buttery popcorn. I want to die. It's that the review was bookended by instant stupid, and then the concept of throwing up a meal to forget about it. <laughs> That's what I do. God, that wasn't very nice. I'd like to not be thinking about that meal anymore. Let's, <laughs> let's reintroduce it to the room. That'll help it slip from the mind. <laughs> and then it becomes all of yours. I feel like this should be everybody's problem. <laughs> a meal shared. It has 17% on Rotten Tomatoes and 37 on Metacritic. But that doesn't bother Dwayne the Stone Johnson, though. <laughs> he tweeted, The film was made for the fans. Yeah, and they loved it. Give it 5.6 on IMDb and 55 on Rotten Tomatoes. Loved it. <laughs> Anya Abby Nader on Google said, I really am quite easily pleased with movies and TV shows. I don't break my head over small details or illogical storylines. Hell, I even enjoyed the last two final episodes of Game of Thrones. Fuck! Oh, Jesus. Get wow! <laughs> Imagine that, human. So, that being said, I did enjoy watching the movie while solving some Sudoku puzzles on my sofa. But I'm also glad I didn't pay money to watch it at the movies when it came out. Hmm. Gotta, you've got to keep your brain stimulated or you are just going to you're gonna slip into a coma watching this. There has to be something. I, I feel like she shouldn't have stopped doing Sudoku to write that review. She needed to keep her brain sharp the whole time. She might have slipped away during that review, unfortunately. It was, it was beginning, yeah. <laughs> if, it, if you'd have seen it on paper, it'd have been like the Guy Fawkes confession. <laughs> Making its third appearance in this podcast, the Guy Fawkes confessionary signature. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't remember. To me, it's all fresh and new. <laughs> I, c I perceive time simultaneously. This is the first, second, and third time <laughs> I've made that joke. Perfect. Also the fourth and fifth. Shane Riversback at Google says on Google, I tend to ride on my own when it comes to opinion on films. To be honest, I don't care what others tend to think. Yeah, it's one of those things, the more often you say it, the less true it seems. I love to lone wolf it. Anyways, Baywatch, in my opinion, was a great time. <laughs> Please agree with this opinion. Please, please, please. Love Wolf. <laughs> like and retweet. Shame with his back. Shame. Shame, shame, shame. <laughs> I don't care what any of you think, but please, please read this and acknowledge me. I reckon if this would have been on paper, it would have looked a lot like <laughs> Martin Luther King's sophomore appearance at Yale. <laughs> yeah, because it's... Good. Nope. <laughs> it's tough to yes and when you've got 
Nothing. <laughs> Nothing in the sack. <laughs> it's a bit like the way particle physics impacted on the late um, Renaissance era. <laughs> yes, and... <laughs> yes, and I agree with you. And yes. <laughs> uh, the film did, however, make a bunch of money. Yeah. So there's a sequel in the works. Good stuff. Uh, enjoyably, the film was scheduled for release on a certain date and was pushed back a week to avoid Alien Covenant, then had to move back forwards a day in order to avoid competing with Pirates of the Caribbean's Salazar's Revenge. What a summer! Titans will clash. <laughs> I wish they'd all gone out on the same day. Oh, what should I spend my money on? <laughs> a gun. <laughs> A raunchy, horrific sex situation with some comedic elements? Or Baywatch or Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> it, um, in terms of Threeman, it is strike two for Zac Efron. Mm. Uh, but thanks to his appearance in Sharknado 3 and 4, Dazed, House- Dazed Havelhoff is a Threeman. Daisy Daisy Hasselhoff for you. Ah, shit. In the bin, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> oh, free to a man. Free in a bush. Free. We also have Inder Kumar, who is an employee of the club in this, uh, was also in Mother's Day as bar patron, uncredited, mm. and Bats v. Soups as Wayne Financial Employee, uncredited. He was also uncredited in this. So he's a mysterious man who looks <laughs> good in a suit. Yeah, what an enigmatic loser. <laughs> what an enigmatic blob. <laughs> now, I originally got very excited because Pamela Anderson appeared as a three-man in the database. Oh. Uh, she was credited for Showgirls and Superhero Movie. But it turns out there are two Pamela Andersons. Oh, no. One was in Baywatch and Superhero Movie, so she's a two-man. The other was in Showgirls as the party singer, and then nothing else we're likely to review, so she's been removed. Oh, Get out of here. Fake Pamela. Yeah, Pamela Andersons sneaking in. We want to in insult... <laughs> we want to insult <laughs> the real Pamela Anderson in front of everyone. <laughs> The real, probably harmless Pamela Anderson. <laughs> we're gonna do. We're gonna do barbed wire at some point, I imagine. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Actually, was that badly reviewed? I just assumed oh, it was because it was old. <laughs> I just assumed it was because fucking think about it. <laughs> okay, here barbed wire, also known as barbed wire, occasionally corrupted as bobbed wire or bob wire, is a type of steel fencing wire constructed of sharp edges or points. Oh, we're on to you, Anderson. <laughs> Here's hoping that the imposter Pamela Anderson doesn't at some point show up in a Neil Breen movie, because I have removed her from the database, so I will miss it if she does. I do want to just make sure you are ready for the fallout if the non-good Pamela Anderson, the (laughs) non-famous, the nothing Pamela Anderson does make an appearance again, and you're going to have to issue a correction to say, I'm actually scum. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. I am scum. I'm willing to uh, concede that now. But Showgirls was her last credit. So unless it's a very late break, there's every chance that being that close to Elizabeth Berkeley completely fucked up her mind. And she just wandered out into the Las Vegas desert where we know the Breen dreams. So there's every chance he'll pick her up and stick her in a movie. Holy fuck. Maybe she is Neil Breen. Oh god, maybe that's it. It's just a genesis. She counted counted Elizabeth Berkeley and Gina Gershon. um, And Carl McLaughlin. It was a trifecta. It was a perfect storm. She got in between them. And um, she got scrambled and sent back into the past, where she wandered into the desert and grew up into a crazy old man. <laughs> she walked into the spectrum. Don't do that. <laughs> don't don't walk into the infinitizer. <laughs> Poor Pamela Anderson two <laughs> slash Neil Breen one. <laughs> oh, maybe she is the maybe she is the same as Pamela Anderson t- one. Then, in which case, she is a three man. It's like Primer. Oh, shit. In the bin, Pamela Anderson, probably. <laughs> oh, oh, free to free man. man. Free, free in the bush. It's insulting. Nominated for a couple of golden raspberries, but lost most of them to the Emoji movie. What's to feel good about there? <laughs> oh, Christ. So, Paul, you disgusting early noughties boy band. Dude. What's something about Baywatch 2017 that made you want to jack off on my sheets? Well, I don't need an excuse to do that. <laughs> just, just seeing is enough. But, um... <laughs> When I watched this little doozy on Netflix, Paul, do you know what came up when I searched for Baywatch? Do you know what came up next to Baywatch? What was that? Dirty Grandpa, Paul. Do you remember how we oh, said we were yeah. going to watch that at some point? Oh. Yeah. We do now. Do now. We've got to make Zaki a three-man. Oh, we've got to make Zafron a, th- a, a three-fron. And, and Robert De Niro a two-man? I guess so. Yeah. What was the other? 
one of the days. That's right. He was a he was a dead man in the one of the days. Dead fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he was a living corpse in a day movie. God Almighty. This here Baywatch uh, begins with two Chinese production logos. Yes, which it does. Makes me feel good. <laughs> you know, I remember reading an article saying that because um, Americans are now pandering to Chinese audiences, the dialogue has gotten really bad. Exposition has become really boring and repetitive, and everything's become really simplified. And I just couldn't help but think. I mean, that just sounds like Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. How things have changed since The Conqueror. Yeah, I think bad workmen, mate. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Blame their tools. The tools being yeah. the um, Chinese film industry. <laughs> Absolute tools. It do, it, <laughs> for a film that does have the backing of two separate Chinese production companies, hmm. a lot of penises <laughs> in this. You wouldn't think they'd like that sort of thing. They love yeah. penises, Paul. Love they, them, especially on the, the kids. The one thing. The one stipulation. I was like, yeah, I guess we can do that. <laughs> Chinese production companies. <laughs> if it if it honors your families anyway. It definitely will. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. The Rock. <laughs> Speaking of whom, he is charmingly but he is charmingly ungracefully diving into the sea in his first scene on the beach. We get an <laughs> yeah. opening shot of the credits and he I don't know, he sort of waddles <laughs> to the edge of the of the pier that he's on and then yeah. kind of just falls off. He's a big he's a, man. He, He's a thing. big man, and you know to be he's graceful. he's been on a lot of steroids for a long time. It doesn't it doesn't make you the best swimmer, that kind of <laughs> physique. <laughs> Trust me, fellas. <laughs> well, I mean, I was also a terrible swimmer, but like I, because <laughs> of opposite reasons. And there was always there was always the kind of big kids in in swim in swimming class who right. were just gliding through the water like like fishes, like fish. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's me and the rock sitting on si- at the side of the swimming pool, just being like, mm, do you like pogs? <laughs> the Rock hilariously jogs very short distances between scenes through exposition. Uh, yes, as we meet a couple of the new characters, we've got a cop who doesn't think much of him and his position. Correctly yeah. so. We all empathise. <laughs> we all empathise. We've got a young awkward kid who's got a crush on the Pamela Anderson replacement. Um, yeah, CJ. I think her name is. That's the only name I remember because I remember initials well enough. The, the, the kid was called Ronnie. Kids are called Ronnie, that's good. Uh, the credit produced by Eli Roth comes up, and I, I get excited. <laughs> oh boy. Never mind that, it's time for Zac Efron, Zafron himself. He's introduced and framed by butts, and starts uh, harassing a woman almost immediately. <laughs> hey, I'm Matt Brody. Not a single fuck was given. I had to make the note here, this is a sweary old film. It is, yeah. Mm. Maybe the unrated, they took it all out. <laughs> It's like That's The Wicker the real... Man in the unrated cut. It's much shorter <laughs> by popular demand. There is some fucking wild continuity between shot, reverse shot of Zachron. Of Zachron. I'm going to come up with new names for him pretty much every five seconds. Of Zachron meeting The Rock. <laughs> Zortdork. <laughs> Zortdork meets The Rock. And all we get is a bit of a hard time. He just wants to be the beach hero. Yeah. Rock's just not about beach hero. No. He's about beach heroes. He is. And he's going to demonstrate how many early noughties boy bands he remembers. Yeah. Hey, new kids on the block. Backstreet Boys. One Direction. NSYNC. Hot Wheels. Malibu Ken. What is this? Zach Efron basically is a disgraced diver because you can be such a thing. Disgraced swimmer? Oh yeah, he's a swimmer. I imagine he does have to dive into the pool before he swims, to be fair to you. He doesn't just but manifest there. He's an Olympic swimmer. He's very, very good. <laughs> yeah. But he, he, he did a puke when he was doing the relay with his team. Yes, because he's not a team player. He's a, ta- he's a team yeah, puker. Exactly. He's a shitter, and so that's why he's here on Awful Place. Because the people who run this Baywatch want to get a star hitter in to publicise the people who save you when you're drowning. I mean, I mean, there's more. Paul, you're setting people up for a pretty gnarly twist later on. <laughs> oh, so that peaked out up. my audio. I hope you enjoyed it. Buckle up and fuckle up. <laughs> so while Paul's sorting out his headphones, um, which have burst along with his eardrums, well, there's there's tryouts on the beach before tryouts, man. Before that. oh. Oh, Yo, what? What? it's time what? for the what? CPR scene. Oh, oh I don't even man. remember that. Do you not, mate? Well, let me no. just colour it in for you. All right. A young boy starts to choke on a thing he's eaten. It's Ronnie, the aforementioned. Oh, it's Ronnie. Ronnie. Of course, it's, it's Ronnie. Ronnie. And CJ's going to come over and wiggle her butt in front of the, uh, in front of the camera in slow motion. As she yeah. dislodges the chip. He gets an erection from having the breasts put up against his back. Quite an erection. Quite a hefty erection. It is an impressive one. <laughs> it is going to be tumescent enough to 
be wood. stronger than two planks of wood. <laughs> it's he's gonna be because he dives onto a lawn chair to hide his shame. To hide his shame, his cock and balls go perpendicular to his body. It's really unsettling. It, it's awful, and he becomes trapped in the aforementioned beach thing. It's gonna be okay. Yep. I've been through it too. Not a big deal. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I was stuck in a woman for hours once. Couldn't get out. Totally, totally the same. Yeah, it's, it's the uh, same thing. Stuck junk, stuck junk. Stuck junk is a stuck, is a stuck, stuck, stuck junk. Okay. All right, all right, buddy. We're gonna have to uh, flash freeze your Johnson. Wait, no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. I got, it. I got it. Look, it's okay. It's. A... Oh my god. Nope, still stuck. <sighs> yeah. And everyone has to assemble. The Avengers have to <laughs> assemble to free Ronnie from the fucking beach chair his Stiffy's gotten stuck Just... in. Destroy the Tesseract. <laughs> which... I wish we could get this boy's cock out of the bench. Very fortunate epithet. And eventually he gets out. I think he just jumps and breaks the bench. And yeah. I'm sure his massive balls and penis play some part in this. <laughs> but everyone's pretty cool. Everyone's pretty cool about it. Everyone's like, it's just another cock at the beach. <laughs> we love a cock at the beach. <laughs> Again, the Chinese census insisted on this scene <laughs> here. At this point, I make the note that this movie has a lot of bouncing soft cleavage for the lads and some thick veins for the ladies. <laughs> That's what they love. They, they love it. Yeah, and, and un- <laughs> unfortunately, there's equal opportunity to ogle the men and women, but the men are shown doing athletic stuff. <laughs> Lifting <Yeah>. tyres and <laughs> arm wrestling and playing basketball. <laughs> The woman, well, look, one, one of them Heimlich's they Ronnie run. and gives him, a, gives him a hard-on, so that's pretty cool. That's pretty strong. <laughs> that's pretty warrior. <laughs> so now it's tryouts because The Rock do, does not care whether Jonah's brother, number one, has it in him to be an ultimate beach boy. He has to do tryouts with everybody. So they do tryouts and yeah. Zac Efron doesn't do tryouts. And oh, yeah. uh, Ronnie's got Bad. heart. The woman who played The Rock's daughter in San Andreas, she's got a lot of spunk. <laughs> And I forget the rest of what happens. Well, he does say to him, look, if you beat me on the course, I will let you on the team and I'll stop being an absolute dick to you for very little reason. Uh, Zaced you looking exactly like a Ken doll. (laughs) Agrees. That's the competition. (laughs) He he doesn't manage to beat The Rock, but he doesn't manage to stop The Rock. Stop. (laughs) He can't stop The Rock. Um, Consequently, but he... But he is let into the team. But he's not the only person trying to stop The Rock to stop The Rock. Um, (laughs) There's also a lady, an Indian lady, whose name we learned some moments ago, but has slipped from my mind altogether. Yeah, is it? Nope. Nope. It's gone. (laughs) It's fucking gone. Leeds, I think is her name. Victoria. Oh, Victoria. That's it. Uh, There's Victoria. God for that. And she says, here in America, everything is fair. Because, yeah, this, the casting of this movie really demonstrates the meritocracy at, at work. <laughs> Anyone can be in this. You've just got to be stacked as fuck. You've got to have great big bouncing boobs, and that goes for men no, and look, women. No, look, Ronnie's a tech guy. He's, <laughs> he may have an enormous penis, but that's it. that only helps with buoyancy, right? You, can't, you, can, you can stay afloat, but you can't drag screaming, thrashing women and children to shore with a cock. <laughs> they could grab hold of your cock, and you could lead them to the shore. <laughs> like a dolphin. Because dolphins do that. I don't know if you've seen it. <laughs> Relax, the dolphin's coming to save you. No. <laughs> ah! um, <laughs> right, the plot is a fucking madhouse, so I'm just going to jump about at the place if that's okay. Um, Please. Well, basically, someone gets murdered. There's a boat fire, and yeah. Victoria has killed someone on the boat fire. Senator What's-His-Face. Yeah, some women are saved. Uh, the body gets washed up on on, on the beach, and um, the police come, and... Uh, the Rock shows up and is like, right, what's going on here with this case? You have no jurisdiction, says the main characters, but also me to the screen. <laughs> there is no fucking way you have any right to be here right now. <laughs> Literally, your job is to save people from drowning. You need to leave <laughs> immediately. You're not even the Coast Guard. Sorry, says The Rock. I, I couldn't hear you. Your tongue is very, very far into your cheek at this stage. <laughs> oh, is it enough? <laughs> mm, we'll see. This still irritated me. I don't care how much of a parody or a spoof movie. Do you know what? If this is a spoof movie, just don't mention it. Don't mention the fact that he has absolutely <laughs> no fucking authority. Just have him do cool stuff. I'm sure this didn't come up in Baywatch 80s. Well, it's a it's a new time, Paul. It's a new cynical time. <laughs> We've got to know that things don't work. <laughs> Otherwise, how can we have fun? They sneak into Victoria's club. Yeah. In order to find out more information about her and her evil deeds. Zac Efron is selfish as fuck at this stage. Oh yeah, he's a bad guy. He's a bad dude. 
Yeah, he's not the bad guy, but he's a bad guy. He's a bad man. Yeah, and he gets into a fight with Duroc, and loses Duroc says, immediately. Oh, you're too yeah, you're too selfish. And he um kind of gets into fall into the pool, and uh, he throws up in the pool, and everyone makes fun of him, and he just shouts, "Let's do some shots!" And everyone's fine with that. People Which, love it. They're the bad they people as shots. well, Paul. That's the thing is, in my life experience, people seem to love shots. I don't drink <laughs> alcohol, so I don't know much about this, but. It makes me wonder what other situations might be remedied by just screaming the words, let's do some shots. Well, I, I think, you know, that the human tendency to compare yourself to others, it goes both ways. You know, like you compare yourself to people who are doing better than you and you also compare yourself mm. to people who are doing way worse than you. So when somebody comes in and says, hey, I'm way more of a pathetic alcoholic than you are you go fantastic let's encourage him to continue being terrible we can all just in, in, enjoy this fantasy for a bit longer that none of us have a problem <laughs> so the effect of shouting let's do some shots is very much the case of i don't care about my health and everyone could be like oh thank god <laughs> that's exactly it and anyone people might disagree but they're wrong i do wonder about those situations though mr salt you have been sentenced to mur- to the he- to death for the heinous crime of murder Let's do some shots. Okay. <laughs> Woo! You're still going to jail. But he's a <laughs> but hero. Not tonight. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I got a feeling. Dun, dun. <laughs> Fucking hate that song. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like every, that that song is so wrapped up in the spirit of this film that none of your reactions to this film or that song surprise me anymore. <laughs> they never actually play the Black Eyed Peas. I've got a feeling, or whatever the fuck it's called, in the film. Yeah. But it's very much the theme. They do. They've sewn it into the script. (laughs) They sort of physical embodiment of it into the script, physically, with actual cotton. Anyway, they all break into a morgue and play with a dead man's cock. Fantastic. Um, Fantastic. The uh, the Rock takes some pictures of Zephron dealing with the cock and says, I'm going to post these later. I feel like posting those is going to reflect worse on (laughs) you than anyone else. Well, With this dead man's penis in in being handled in the by world of shots. Baywatch. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's a fight that breaks out and um, eventually ends up in a nursery of a stranger's yeah. home. Hun- Which... Honey, some large men are fighting in the nursery. Should we do something? I'd best leave them to it, love. I mean, would you? <laughs> like, come on, everyone. This is getting a bit much. Let's. <laughs> Tone it down, yes, eh? Yes, I'd give them a proper British talking to, which would very much just be... <laughs> could you come out of there, please? <laughs> Look, this isn't on. <laughs> Look, if you're going to fight, could you do it somewhere else, please? Really entitled white guy shouting. <laughs> Ooh, trying to get two big men out of his house fighting. How entitled. <laughs> <laughs> don't shame me, The Rock. Like, that's the privilege. Okay. <laughs> that's white, that's people... white privilege. When people say, okay, what the fuck is white privilege? You just, you just say that. It's that. It's the expectation that just because you... <laughs> You know, that you don't deserve to have two men fighting in your nursery. Some families have that every day. <laughs> the Rock likes going around fighting in people's nurseries. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Stupid. They're spying on a fucking boat that belonging to Victoria. And they're looking at it and it's like, oh, looks fine to me. Look closer. And they zoom in, like, <laughs> slightly and see the obvious illegal activity going on on the back of this boat facing them. Yeah. There's a man in a prison costume, black and white stripes, <laughs> handing a big bag that says drugs over to a man that says with a sign saying, I love drugs. <laughs> with his shirt wearing that. A shirt and a sign. <laughs> he just wants the world to know. <laughs> Do the same scene again. They get into costumes and sneak into somewhere that only to get kicked out in an action sequence. It's ridiculous. And then finally, The, the Rock gets fired, right? Because yes, he, he, he gets he, fired. He, it, this is actually illegal, all the stuff that he's doing. He's not a cop. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, so so they fire him, and they and they make Zac Efron the the manager or the lieutenant or whatever the fuck yes. they're still calling themselves. And oh, there's a bit of there's a bit of um, fractured Argy group bargy. feelings going on, and it's fine now. Yeah, well, luckily in scenes not depicted in the film, he grew closer to the rest of the uh, people yeah. and learned from the rock, so he's yeah. able to get the evidence, yeah. and he gets the rock back on board by. Well, no, he goes to break onto Victoria's boat, where there's going to be some sort of climactic action going on. Um, They radio for The Rock, and he comes after a talking to by David Hasselhoff. And Mm. it it, it, it all goes a certain way. Ronnie does something, and he's therefore paid off, and all the characters get to beat up at least a person. Yeah, Ronnie's a good tech guy. He he embraces embraces who he is, and uh, doesn't have to be a, a fit, strong Baywatch boy. He's a tech guy with a massive cock. And um, it always helps. Yeah, it's 
It's great, and it can bend any which way. It's it's very utilitarian. And, <laughs> you can spin um, it round with nuts and all, and fly with it like a rotor. It's a less disturbing Inspector Gadget. Um, and because it doesn't yeah, involve Matthew Broderick, um, that's the only reason it's less disturbing. But it is a substantial effect. <laughs> and and after all that, Zach Zac Efron gets put in a cage and dumped in the water. Oh no! But the rock's oh. here. Yay! He, he was obviously still listening to his his police thing. Yeah, he so. rescues him. Then they end up in an exact same situation where he's at gunpoint and the rock has to save him yeah. again. But Ronnie saves the day because of his fireworks. Yes, there's a long um, fucking speech um, that the woman gives with them at gunpoint. At which point I write the note: Oh, just shoot either one of them for the love of God! <laughs> one of you just... die at the other one's hand. It feels so awkward and uncomfortable to have this character just keeping them at gunpoint, gunpoint for so long. Without doing anything. It just feels dumb. But anyway. She'd never done anything before. She had to rely <laughs> on her two men to do all the killing. And this is the first time she'd ever, ever had to do it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, the, gets... the, the Rock does a, an, another sort of prolonging speech to give them extra time for the fireworks to load. Uh, and me. the yeah. fireworks blow this woman up to yeah. pieces. Yeah, they fucking um, explode her into like lumps of flesh. It's great. I mean, they are 4th of July fireworks, mate, so... <laughs> they literally... He's saying that America's not free. They're actually mildly atomic. Back at the shore, Zac Efron is able to impress some women with some violence. And <laughs> Pamela Anderson shows up and everyone runs away. And that's pretty much the end of the movie. Everyone running away forever. <laughs> running away from Pamela Anderson. <laughs> and Michael... And um, fucking Butler Alfred is back there as well. You know, Butler Alfred. <laughs> Butler Alfred. Yeah. Big, big fan. So, Paul... Yes. What did you make of Baywatch? Look, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I'll say that. <sighs> there was respite <laughs> for me. Yeah. There were moments in this that were exactly as bad as I f- feared it was going to be. Yeah. But there weren't as many of them, and there were long periods where it's okay. I'm very curious why Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who seems to be a very charismatic and nice person, mm. keeps taking on roles where he plays a dick. That conforms to the ways in which a, ca- a man who looks like him would be expected to act. In other words, emasculating other smaller people around him. And the joke is, ha, he's so big. Uh, I, he did it a lot in Rampage. Oh, okay. I haven't, haven't seen it. Um, and Skyscraper. Haven't and I don't seen know it. why. Actually, though, know, Skyscraper, he's got a bit more going on. He seems like such a nice person. Why? Why does he always play, like, the head clique? in a gang of people? And this is a movie trope that I've become very aware of lately. Where Thanks the troop the rock, is just... Probably. Probably fans of the rock. I mean, he is somewhat conspicuous. When a six foot five wide man is sort of involved in something, it does draw attention to it. But like, where the clique is just like, "Huh, newcomer, you're a dick. I hate you. You're one of us now." (laughs) Have you been nice to me at any stage? Nope. But you're in. (laughs) Now you be a dick to the next newcomer. It's very Fast and Furious. That's family. Have you ever said (laughs) a nice thing to each other? In that way, it's accurate. Do any of, if any of you ever ask me how my fucking day has been? I mean, the the rock films that I've seen, it it feels tongue in cheek and very knowing that he's playing this kind of character, and I feel like it's something that the entire audience buys into as well. I can't speak for Rampage <sighs> and Skyscraper. Do you know what? I think you might be right. I think the idea is meant to be. <laughs> Imagine if he was like this in real life. But yeah. I'm just getting a bit weary of it because it's Do, a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of his movies. I mean. It happens to a lot of people, right? I'm, I'm, like Jim Carrey played the same character pretty much in every single film he was in. The difference was that that was really funny and great when it like at the time. <laughs> That's and good. um, but but then eventually he did Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. He tried with a number twenty three, and everybody went, oh, <laughs> oh, don't don't do that. But then he did Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and everyone went, what range? And I'm hoping that. One day, The Rock will get his eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, by which I don't mean his memory erased. I mean, he'll, he'll get a very good film opportunity where people will go, he does other things. This would be great. Because it is painful just to see him be in, if not shit, then just underwhelming movies over and over again. Yeah. I am worried that uh, the um, the thing about Jim Carrey that worries me is that number 23 was quite a bit later. It was about three years after Eternal yeah. Sunshine. But the, the worry is that he did his Eternal Sunshine. He was like, oh, people like me when I do this. Well, then. And then number 23, Kick-Ass 2. But- it's all very much a slippery slope down <laughs> the, the gullet of a whale. Look, I enjoyed him in Kick-Ass 2, if not the person that he became during... <laughs> Yeah, that's true, actually. I like to think Kick-Ass, too. But it could happen to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. One minute he does a Michelle Gondry film, the next thing he's like, oh, I need to be dark and edgy. 
and he's in the the number twenty four, the sequel. <laughs> I, the I think sequel. I'd still like to see it. <laughs> I'd like to see a haunted Dwayne Johnson. That does yeah. sound interesting, actually. Or, may, or maybe you know, maybe he has tried out for different films and he doesn't get the parts because he doesn't have the range. <laughs> that could also be the lead. In, be a problem. He tried to be the lead in Mindhunter, but uh, David <laughs> Fincher said no. Not yet. Not yet, Dwayne. <laughs> it's not the vibe we're going after. Yeah, maybe when he's really old, he'll do some Clint Eastwood style. I was gonna, yeah, like the unforgiven, miserable old man. Yeah, he's gonna wrestling. do his unforgiven. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's a big personality and he's a big man. And there is something interesting about watching him. It's just, I am finding, it's it's getting the act. And mm. I've seen the trailer for Hobbs and Shaw, and it doesn't really look like... I will say that, that it did work in Jumanji, because yeah. it was because he wasn't playing into it. Everyone around but, well, him was telling him he was big and great, but he himself was just like acting like a scared little kid. And I think that's what did it for me. It's, it's interesting that Jumanji is giving him the most scope for expressing himself in, in <laughs> like, expressing his range, but... Take it where it comes. I'll, I'll I haven't seen it. Fighting yeah. with My Family yet, in which I'm... No, told, I, I really I need think, to see that. I think he has a little more than a cameo. I think it's a recurring okay. sort of thing. Is he playing it. The Rock, though? He, yeah, he's playing himself. Because it's about China, right? It's about Paige. Paige, yeah. He's very likable, and to be fair, a lot of what I enjoyed about this movie came from The Rock. Right. I, I found... there. Was, I, I think there were some really good jokes in there that really made me laugh. Mm. There was great comedic timing a lot of the time. Yeah. But any time there's action... It's it's really defanged and really yeah. boring, and it's the same when you come to like Pineapple Express, which actually wasn't very funny either. Mm. But with these all these movies, you can have a really good time with the characters and the jokes, and then as soon as it becomes no no, no more comedy time, we've got to do the plot action time. It's just really poorly directed, really yeah. boring action and and plot. And um, I I agree. I really didn't have any interest in the action or in the sort of intrigue that was uh, being unfailed in terms of the plot. I will say the yeah. it's got a nice spirit. I think it's yeah. got a high energy sort of summer's day niceness to it. I guess, yeah. but at its worst, when you know that sort of character bonding through ribbing and insulting and you know constant mm. mockery of each other for any little shortcoming and you know ronnie gets it pretty rough during this as does mm. zephron for various other reasons as, uh, and combined with the sort of gratuitous shots of um pretty much everyone and the color yeah. palette and everything else what it reminded me of was like bad boys 2 if you took out the action set pieces <laughs> and just imagine that as a concept bad boys 2 without the action set pieces, just Martin Lawrence and fucking Will Smith joshing about doing their business with the <laughs> cipher from the Matrix. Imagine 90 minutes of that and you're getting a bit close to how I felt at times during Baywatch. But That's I mean, really, in terms of jokes that worked for me, I think I've I've got them as quick fires. There's, there's a handful. Yeah, I've, I've got a fairly long list of, of jokes that worked for me, actually. I've, okay. I've got to say that the, the film for me went like this. The first five minutes I found unbearably obnoxious and I thought, fuck yeah. me, if this film is going to continue to be like this with just shitty hip hop backing tracks and oh, and, yeah. and 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 people just as and, and just people running around then this is not going to do it for me at all but then it yeah. became then it became palatable and funny and then it became dull and <laughs> it okay. I, I i i was on board with a lot of the characters and i and i enjoyed you know what little character all of them had i found the women really charming and i found yeah some of them I, were I, like, non-existent though like the his deputy stephanie yeah she got fair, she got almost nothing in this movie and also yeah. um Al- alexandra um daddario's character whose name is bubbles or something <laughs> the... um oh god i, I don't know um well the one know, that zach efron likes yes yes his love interest she again just nothing for her really eventually she hit someone with a fire extinguisher yeah she was in true detective i feel like even the, the rock and zach efron's characters are, are barely better fleshed out than them but it's just they got more screen time yeah. and, it, and it's just a, i feel like it's just more like bad acting because i still feel like i had a good sense of their characters cj as well especially i really liked her she was a really good counterpoint to ronnie i feel like calling someone a counterpoint in baywatch is is just very generous but it's I, I I felt like a lot of the the character pairings worked, and I just think bad writing for characters and you know yeah. bad bad plotting yeah, and things just, like that. It just wasn't interested. It was first and foremost a comedy, and it was just one that I found fairly obnoxious. Is yeah. the thing, but I can I suppose see why people who like this style of comedy would you know be high fiving each other in sequence in which a guy gets his 
erection stuck in a bench. I was high-fiving myself in that scene. <laughs> I, I, will, I, I will say that as it's Baywatch, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into, and everything is very much worn on their sleeve. Better to have everything, like, you know, attractive women running in slow motion, cocks and muscles and all this. It's way more preferable for me than the insidious stuff that would happen in your Fast and Furiouses and Transformers and to get, like, Megan Fox eye-fucked on, on a motorbike in one of the opening <sighs> scenes in Transformers and stuff like that. So At least because it's you've open. made it... Because you've made it the point of the thing, it kind of forgives it or takes the sin off it. I don't know. Um, I just feel like this isn't a project that really needed to be done, the same as any of these other mm. somewhat shit TV remakes like Chips. I mean, there's, there's, there is so much out there that didn't need to be done, yes. And yeah. I like to think that most of the time when we're talking about films, that's just a given it's on this on this podcast. But um, yeah, but it didn't need to be done. It it was there, and it didn't it didn't feel it didn't feel mean spirited, and it didn't like the ogling didn't feel. As mentioned, I did find some of it somewhat mean spirited. I just find it weird the way in which they keep challenging each other over over certain things and never actually seem to bond or get on. I feel there's a there's a difference when something like that is so is very much not realistic. Everything is quite heightened. It just didn't none of none of the mean spiritedness there really hit me. Yeah, it is all part of the joke it's all one big goddamn joke you either laugh at it or you become part of it or you become the comedian and you really really take it out in nam oh fuck me i'm gonna have such a time when i get out there all right let's <laughs> uh let's quick fire quick fire okay i quite liked it when cj came up to ronnie and just really casually asked hey how's your dick it's great timing it was good timing it was good bluntness it's a nice sound to that sentence when the rock was running through his exposition and he sees that kid on the beach playing with that baggy with that crack mm. he, he does a very convincing fucking jesus Waka, jesus when he, see, when he sees his kid playing with drugs it was, it was yeah. that's 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 mitch man <laughs> i think I, I didn't watch baywatch when it was a thing <laughs> that was when he encapsulated mitch i can't imagine hasselhoff giving a genuine oh fuck that kid's got crack look i'd rather watch a film with the rock in i'd never got the whole oh david hasselhoff in this amazing like trope well that's just what the fucking that's just i'm, I'm what, done that's with the generation well. above us who say that the next generation after us uh, will have no idea what the fucking dwayne the rock johnson f- fad was all about I, every generation has a large man are you t- you're telling me that i gen <laughs> are not going to be and not into dwayne the rock johnson no they're going to be all about you're telling me that today's 18 year olds are not into <laughs> dwayne the rock johnson they're all about the fucking aquaman guy who <laughs> was also in baywatch I, I saw really in in the 80s yeah. Oh. Playing a buff oh seven-year-old. <laughs> no, he's back. Bench he's fifteen pressed. or sixteen or something, and the size of seven me's. <laughs> Bench pressed Yasmin Bleef. Fuck me. Okay. Sticking with CJ, I really liked her absentee dad speech. In a growing obstacle course, we like to call the absentee father. He's tough, brutal even. His presence in your life is brief, but it will scar you and instill a toughness in you that will carry you through birthdays, Christmases. And even bring your dad to school day when your mom has to put on a fake mustache just so you can fit in with the other kids. Uh, the notion of it, the performance of it, hmm. it's quite funny. I really like Hannibal Burress. We haven't mentioned him yet. Who's that? And I, um, he was the Ronnie's tech friend who gets killed halfway through the movie. Oh, yeah. Is he the one who at the very beginning is like hanging out with him and making fun of him for how poorly he's able to communicate with CJ? Yes, exactly. Okay. That was amazing to watch. She she came up to you. She was very nice and warm, and uh, you handled it really smoothly. Really? Fuck no. That was awkward. It was horrible. Fuck. Did you have a stroke? It felt like you had a stroke. Got it. I, I am a big. I really like Hannibal Burris's delivery, and he's um I've seen seen him in a few things now. He was in Tag. He's really funny in that, and he was also in. He was the was he the sports coach in um Spider Man Homecoming? When he's in, they're in detention, and he puts on that video of Captain America, and he's like, I don't know, I, oh, I'm says, pretty I sure he's a, he's war, a criminal war criminal now. Yeah. yeah, same guy. Um, he's yeah. he's oh, very very like dry flat delivery, and it works every time. Uh, let's have some action that works. Zephron, he rides a bike up some wooden steps. First of all, pretty cool, pretty dynamic. Gets up those mm. wooden steps on a bike, and then we have a single shot following him down the pier, avoiding some people, and then diving into the water. As the bike smashes oh, into the yeah. barrier, that was One good. One shot, it's good stuff. I enjoy, yeah. I enjoyed Ronnie in general. I thought he was really good, and um, when he's just getting more unintelligible when CJ comes over, yeah. it's very overtly horrible. Say, say something. I feel like this is your year. Can I know him now? Stop that. <laughs> and, and embarrassing, <laughs> but it's re- I, I really love the depth 
to which he pushes it of just blah, 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 when people are standing next to him just trying to follow what's going on. <laughs> uh, Zafron, in a line of his, he says that he's stargazing. You know, stargazing? Under a pier? Yeah, that way. Like indicating he was looking at the stars over there and oh, his right. delivery on over there is really Oh, cool. I've, I've written down summer swimsuits, so I guess I guess I just fucking like that. It's good. <laughs> uh, women, women were Great. sexy. Women were really sexy, Paul. And, uh, they were. And can't... men were vascular. <laughs> they, fuck, they were vascular. God almighty. It's so, look at all those choked veins. <laughs> trying. Just got to get that blood through the blood body. There's so much body. They've got to get blood through. They've got to be working overtime. <laughs> Got no space between muscle and skin to get any of this blood through, because the veins are right on the surface of the skin, ladies and gentlemen at home. That's what I learned gotta, from Baywatch. I've got to say, I did. I found it. There's something just quite unerotic about this for me. I, I had trouble. I know there was a lot of bouncing boobs around and butts and stuff that I was meant to enjoy, mm. but I don't know. I just found it gross and that Michael Bay kind of. I think it's the color palette that just put me off. Mm. Rain Wilson with sweat dripping off his face. Yeah, I was thinking too much about Rick Mail's forehead. <laughs> I've got to say, it's not the slow motion jiggling butts and boobs mm. that I found sexy. It was just the sight of the women in the swimsuits, just <laughs> just standing there. It was very, just very overt. Everything was very overt in this film, mm. and sometimes, sometimes overt works. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> it's like Brazzers. It's the Brazzers approach to eroticism, <laughs> whereas I'm more of a. Golly, what are they doing? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I'm more of an Abby Winters kind of guy. It, there's a place for it. Every so often, you've just got to watch someone with implants bigger than their head doing <laughs> wonderful things with a cock the size of an arm. Trying desperately to hold on to each other with a foot of grease between them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. We lost another one out the window. Who, who left the fucking window <laughs> open again? In Brazzersville. Come on. <laughs> It's just a pile of women outside that window. <laughs> <laughs> Greasily writhing on top of each other. <laughs> oh. um, the concept of Little Mitch is lifted somewhat from Moana, but it's still an entertainingly surreal element that inside the rock's um, aquarium, mm. there's a tiny version of him that changes position. Yeah, it's it's an odd little thing, but I quite like it. It's silly. Yeah, I like silly. So there's not much silliness in this. When oh, fucking hell, when um Ronnie has his like engorged penis stuck in that bench, and the Rock says, <laughs> "Don't worry, buddy, I've been here before." And he goes, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, absolutely. I was stuck in a woman for hours. It's just disgusting." <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. <laughs> oh god. Okay, this is dumb. This is really fucking dumb. Excellent. But when the when Ronnie does his sort of provocative, sexually aggressive dancing. <laughs> yeah. He is asked by CJ, where did you learn to dance like that? And he responds, Hebrew school. Yeah. And it's good delay. It's a good concept. <laughs> Stupid. I liked it. Very it's dumb. Great. Um, he's, he's certainly giving his all in in that dance. Uh, props for that. Yeah. yeah. It was a committed performance. <laughs> yeah. Always a fan. Of somebody trying. It's probably the most dynamic action sequence in the film. <laughs> Twice as good as the, the motorbike dive. <laughs> Twice as good as Jackie Chan's most provocative dance. <laughs> it looked very satisfying when Zac Efron slapped The Rock patronizingly. Because he slaps him softly and his, The Rock's face doesn't move an inch. And it just... Oh, yeah. It looked like, I'd love to do that, actually. Not for any <laughs> ill will that I have towards The Rock, but fuck, that looks great. <laughs> when The Rock... Pushes Zaf Zaf Zavid into the uh, pool at the party. <laughs> Zavid. Um, yeah. He just gives him a bit of a push, and as he's falling, he just says, Whoa! <laughs> "Shit! Don't touch you, you dick!" Yeah. <laughs> then falls in, and that was that was good delivery. Is it because he's like he's mostly flinching from like the the threat of the rock pushing him? <laughs> yes. And he's like, <gasps> "Yeah, exactly." You made me do that, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that he's sort of so calmly able to express yeah. that whilst falling into a pool, yeah, was. Good. The scene where Zac Efron can't stop looking at um, Daddario's boobs and she mm. makes a thing of it. Um, and she's like, Lady did it again and again. What's wrong with you? And then she starts just drawing attention to it to shame him. Mm. And he, as she walks off, he goes, oh. It's a compliment if you think about it, sorry. And then it just cuts to the next scene. <laughs> it's, it's really good timing on that it's line. His sort of lame excuse getting cut off. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, that's it. Um, another it's another Zephron line. He's got good delivery. He um, uh, mm. Dwayne the Rock Johnson says something like, "Um, just get us to the morgue." And um, Zephron approaches a sign and says, "Oh no, what? What does that say? Morgue? Exactly." <laughs> 
It was such a petty and childish yeah. thing to do, and I really bought into him sort of going, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I like that bit. That was good. Very childish. It was fun. Um, when they're in the morgue, and they're all, they're hiding in the, in, like, the drawers when the two henchmen come out. Very bad voice, too. Ah, uh, okay. Haven't seen it. Probably not ever going to. <laughs> that but, scene happens um, in that movie. Except Martin Lawrence uh, hides okay. on top of a dead naked woman who has big boobs. Oh, what? <laughs> Get out of town. Get out of my town. <laughs> Fuck off. Out of the town. But there's, there's there's a really good dynamic between the three of them and they're, they're trying to be quiet. And there's just a really good one, two, and I guess three uh, <laughs> back and forth between them. And again, Zac Efron, really great f- physical comedy when he's trying to be still with the dissolving fat of somebody dripping on his face mm. i really enjoyed it i think it was very well done <laughs> in that case i highly recommend bad boys too martin lawrence definitely not good physical comedy we will get onto big mama's house at some point <laughs> my next one involves the word lifeguard being said menacingly which i enjoyed <laughs> i think it's one of the one of the goons sort of recognizes oh, okay the guards yeah. and it's just like lifeguard <laughs> and speaking of that then i really enjoyed when the lifeguards were really shitly explaining how they got evidence and then lost it and how great they did because of that when they're trying to like justify themselves to the policeman yeah. to um, mitch's boss they keep explaining how they got evidence and then lost it and then they got other evidence and then they broke the phone and like, so you've got nothing and they're like exactly and- <laughs> like it proves how the bad guys are real yeah. See, there are bad good. guys because they destroyed all the evidence of bad guys. That proves it. <laughs> I'll say that Zaphon looks quite good in drag. Well, it suited him. He looked on point. <laughs> he looked like that. That mate. He looked pretty fucking exquisite. <laughs> yeah, with that nice hair. They chose good hair for him. Like shoulder yeah. length, tight kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like suits the chin and yeah. the, like his physique in a dress as well. Like, hmm. <laughs> he looks. Dresses are just good. Um, I really like Ronnie's line, fuck you, Dave, you're my worst friend. The, deli- the delivery as he's sort of going off I into like the distance. I like that delivery. I like that delivery you've just done. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> fuck you, Dave, you're my worst friend. <laughs> Classic. What a genius. You're like Rafe Spool. <laughs> Rafe Spool? Wow. Um, I actually love Rafe Spool. He's very good. Don't know why I did that. <laughs> oh, yeah. The head lifeguard guy, sort of lifeguard boss, does a, he, he does this high five with Zephron in order mm. to communicate to everyone else that he's managed to corrupt the Zephron. Yeah. Um, and as he does this um, sort of elaborate high five maneuver, um, without yeah. us really seeing it, we just hear him say, oh, I fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> I liked what opportunities that character had to go from tough to embarrassing in, in an instant. Yeah. When he when he goes over to The Rock and he goes, turn in your trunks, Mitch. And The Rock does that little, eh, like, Asserts his manliness. pretend start on him. Yeah. <laughs> he takes a step back and goes, <clears throat> I'm a girl. In, in the same, like, deadpan. <laughs> yeah. Before hurriedly making an escape. Yeah. Really good delivery from that guy. Like, very, he's, like, very, very good at a quick turn. Mm. Oh, fuck. When Hasselhoff shows up, the Baywatch theme plays. Mind if I cut in for a second? What are you doing here? I'm here to remind you who you are. Come on, buddy. Snap out of it. That was like a breath of fresh air for me. A lot of the soundtracks <laughs> of this movie is sort of dubstep or really heavy sort of electronic. Um, sort of party music. Just that yeah. good old fresh 80s possibly 90s optimistic light shit rock <laughs> oh man it was it was lovely it only lasts for about five seconds but it really put me in a time and place that i wanted to be in instead of this complete opposite effect on me hey man i went oh Jesus. great it's david hasselhoff and 80s rock yay <laughs> remember Gili? <laughs> i mean i remember Gili. you remember Gili? remember how what's his name is obsessed with the baywatch yeah. Presumably he's watching some on the television. Maybe yeah. some with Pamela Anderson in it. Three men. <gasps> oh shit, in the bin. Oh, free to a man. Free in a bush. Free. Free. Yo. Films are shit, mate. Get in that bin. Rightfully from, this from, time. You <laughs> can let not Pamela Anderson out. She can leave the amalgamation and rejoin Neil Breen. Neil Breen. The Neil Breen cult. Although she the was. Death cult. I can't follow her own law, man. I'm going to have to check the wiki. The one good licky, the one good licky, wiki. <laughs> Fuck off, Rickypedia. <laughs> You've been our undoing, Ricky. For the last Richard time, Pedia. I do need you to follow these movies, though. I can't go back to paying attention. It's been too long. <laughs> how do you, 
how we're like soap stars at this point when people come up and they're like actually mate i think it's fucking awful what you did to barbara you what <laughs> we filmed that Se- in june it was seven weeks that was seven weeks ago that's 49 <laughs> episodes mate since then we've had kids holding on to- <laughs> and then i pushed them down the stairs soaps <laughs> Everybody's a monster. When Ronnie's in the co-ed showers and it transpires that you're supposed to use them in, in your swim gear, not just butt naked yeah. with your big old, not yet engorged, once engorged, <laughs> but not yet again engorged penis yeah. flapping around. When everybody leaves the room again, he just kind of, he turns around and fingers and gropes the pole <laughs> and just very barely musters a, Come on, God. Why me? And it's just another bit of, fantastic physical comedy and, and delivery from this guy <laughs> i don't i don't even know ronnie's real name and i feel i feel sad now because he's one of my favorites in the oh, entire man. thing oh well, let's, pitch, let's look into it david walliams <laughs> jesus and david hasselhoff i was <laughs> so wrong about him they played it together alternating <laughs> words it was a nightmare they tag teamed john bass or john bass depending on how you pronounce that ah we're all about the bass it's johnny b with the bass <laughs> dropping the bass oh do you reckon that was all of his dubstep music in this film <laughs> dropping the bass and then it's just very quiet sounds of a fish <laughs> the wet slapping right. sounds of some... opening and closing its mouth <laughs> pick it up put it back in the sea <laughs> it's not yours motherfucker responsible fishing y'all <laughs> me next one i love the rocks tech talk when he's selling that phone when he's TED just talk. muttering tech talk. <laughs> oh, shame. <laughs> I imagine The Rock would give a TED talk if yeah, asked that'd about be great. just being positive and never giving up. <laughs> and not necessarily saying no to steroids, because if it helps your <laughs> self-image, then hey, great. Hey, who, who to judge? Who cares if you're going to get atherosclerosis? I'll get worse for eating that second pizza of the week. <laughs> <laughs> These are my steroids. <laughs> but no, he's he's given a lot of tech talk when he's he's selling this phone, and it's just yeah. absolute mumbo jumbo. Yes, um, and he and he does it with a pra- a practiced ease that I admired. Mm, good stuff. My last one is when they're when they're diving around the underside of the boat looking for drugs. It's covered in barnacles. Nature's gross. Ugh. The ocean's the worst. I hate it. It's I don't want to sitting there Ugh. and that life just attached to it, glommed on. Ugh. <laughs> now imagine I'm attached to Zephron's mighty pecs. <laughs> God, he's only wh- down there for a minute, but a minute longer, he'd be barnacled. Barnacled, mate. God, it's an image worthy of Peter Travers. My last good thing is when Zaystu is drowning. It's quite peaceful. <laughs> it's a peaceful moment. Right. He's down there in his cage, and the lights pouring yeah. in, and it just it, bef- it, when the woman shows up, even before then. Is really the thing. It's just I don't know. It's like a weird moment of him like accepting his own failure and death as part of this team. It was a really yeah. profound moment I found, mm. and it was without dialogue, which was great because I fucking hated all the dialogue in this movie. <laughs> and on that Except note, the bits we just mentioned, um, <laughs> even the ones I said, even the ones I said I liked, <laughs> I don't. Especially those. I hate those. I hate those. For I just said it to fit in. <laughs> I hate those for being exceptional, <laughs> being exceptions to the rules of how awful it is. It makes me... It, it, each one is like a knife in my fucking heart. Speaking of which, let's talk about the one one team. <laughs> the one-one team. The one, one team. The one quick team. <laughs> the, the BBC One show team. Adrian Childs uh, wrote in <laughs> to say... <laughs> says, please stop using my likeness to um, sell inexpensive electronical equipment. Uh, to which I say, <laughs> electronical's not a fucking word, Adrian. You've got a lot growing up to do. You absolute fucking clown. <laughs> you stupid clown. Stupid child, child, child. Well, we got Chris at Revisited, uh, who said, what? No, I love Baywatch. Probably not in this voice. I thought it was really funny. I mean, it's stupid and I can't remember much, but it made me laugh and it didn't take itself seriously at all. It's a big, dumb, funny film with hot people in it and bonus stuck in desk chairs. So it's also relatable. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Gotta get away from those desk chairs, man. Wish I'd read that before. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just... I know the idea is that it's meant to be dumb, but people offer similar defences of Transformers. I know we've spoken about the difference here, that this is more tongue-in-cheek and that it's sold as being this. And so you've only really yourself to blame for showing up. I don't know. There's just a charm I feel was absent for me. But I can... can, Who would like this movie? People who did. Yeah. You you go into it and you you know it's dumb, but it works for you, then it works for you. Like it, It works for me a whole lot better than transformers did and i know both are meant to be dumb yeah. so there are shades there are shades shades of gray 
Yes. This time next year. Anyone else? No, that's it. Thanks, AGT. Thanks, AGT. Okay. Great. <laughs> Do we have any other segments? Oh, the one better thing. Who could forget? Awesome. Oh, who could forget? Us. The one better thing. I'll talk about mine first because I'm not that. It's not. It's not great. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I didn't feel like I had to go out of my way to make a, to find something better than this movie, um, as I didn't enjoy it very much. But in, I landed on 2016 Central Intelligence. Ah. A film I had no interest in seeing. It's got Wayne the Rock, Wayne the Rock Johnson, <laughs> and and Evan the Hart. It's got Kevin Hart and Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and it just really neither of those things are that much of a sell to get me into a movie. <laughs> and it looked like a zany comedy, you know, dick jokes galore. But Mark Kermode gave it a good review, which got me curious. So I bought a copy of it, and just a short two years later, I actually watched it. I do believe it was in the flat the entire time you lived there and went unwatched for that entire time. Did you get there before you got around um, to your Kurosawa collection? <laughs> Just about. <laughs> but yeah, it was about a year ago that I actually finally watched this fucking thing. And I was surprised. I was surprised at how much I liked it. It's about a guy he hasn't seen his mate in years. And when he shows up, he's um, seeming... Well, it's not quite clear what he is. Perhaps he's an ex-spy with a dangerous life or perhaps he's a criminal who's um, conning everyone. Uh, the cr- and it, the friend is um, is Kevin Hart, the main character, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the mysterious spy slash criminal. Mm. And it works for me much better because, first of all, The Rock isn't, in this case, playing into the whole, you know, manly man, best person ever, isn't it hilarious how over-the-top heroic he is? Mm. He's once again playing a somewhat damaged character who... Um, is unsure of himself and somewhat modest. That's why I wonder what's a modesty is the thing. And also he might be insane, which is an appealing angle. He you mm. never know. There's actually a genuine guessing thing in this in which you don't know if he's telling the truth or not until the sort of end of the movie and there's something appealing about that. Cool. And Kevin Hart, you know, has some funny moments. You know, he can be funny now and then. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, as well as fairly obnoxious. Yeah, it just worked quite well. Slightly better thing. Great. <laughs> Love it. So I, I sort of, when I was watching this, I thought, this is pitched, this feels like it's pitched somewhere between 21 Jump Street and classic Point Break. Yeah, 21, 22 Jump Street, I think. It's a, mm. another modernising of an 80s TV show. The tongue's firmly yep. in cheek. Um, uh-huh. But you've got a better sense of, of which cheek exactly the tongue is in in Baywatch like is it a butt cheek I'm not going to stand for that so I think I think this is a really good comparison which you know 21 20 Jump Street the product of Lord and Miller's continuing success in repackaging 80s things into very charming modern equivalents yeah you know it's Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill a very likable well cast lead pair the, the comedy really really works but yeah. there's fun action and stakeout scenes on top of this it does have both so well done there and continually funny it, even when they start to get so meta that all they're doing is referring to it yeah. itself it still works <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't know why Lord and Miller just seem able to tap into what makes these old shows and products relevant now it's just yeah. it's either that or they're just fluking it every single time but it, it works I think they just think about it but also <laughs> oh <laughs> they yeah, which is far more than anyone who didn't Baywatch. But they also just, they make the relevance or irrelevance of the thing, the focus of the movie, yeah. they make it the point. So, I mean, to some extent this did by making the sort of absolute nonsense of the lifeguard of the um, Baywatch having any kind of responsibility here being, they, they kind of made it at the point. But you know what? The big difference for me between the Lord and Miller movies and this is that Lord and Miller movies were funny. I found them funny. There were jokes that were good and performances that were great. And again, I don't want to. I don't want to be down on the cast in this because I think the cast are okay. But that was, you know what? For all is said and done, for all the silliness or not silliness, I just didn't enjoy Baywatch because I didn't find it funny. It's a mm. comedy movie, you know. I think that really is it. That's all, really. There we go. That's there that's go. the two pools. Two pools opinions the... <laughs> put into one pie. Watch the better things instead. Yeah. Ba-bow. <laughs> Ba-bow. The one better thing. 
Thank you very much. How can people find out about One Good Thing? They can do so on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at OGTPod. You can send us an email at gmail at OGTPod at gmail.com. If you want to like us, rate us, or just tell a friend about us, go on, do it. We're on iTunes, we're on YouTube, Stitcher, Podbean, some other ones. Um, we're inside that ball that you're looking inside your dreams every other night when you've had a particularly stressful day at work. We're in there. We might be talking about showgirls again, but it's always hot shit. <laughs> Um, get in there and get a piece of it get right in there and um yeah (laughs) (laughs) he just dropped his mic it's a very expensive mic you really shouldn't be doing that sometimes you just got to make an exit and then come back to talk about the exit (laughs) and then just quick just drop the mic but then quickly bow down pick it up and uh (laughs) spend several minutes on stage trying to put it back together (laughs) whilst you're whilst hopefully hopefully if you've done it right your um, opponent will still be reeling from your last uh, epic rhyme. <laughs> Feels like the James A. Caster approach. <laughs> it's actually more galling, the fact that you've got time to come back and put the fucking thing back together <laughs> and leave carefully with your mic whilst the audience is still booing and hissing you. It's a real power play. Only the best rappers are capable of it. And I'm neither of those words. So what am I doing <laughs> the with best that or a rapper. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> but I wanna be. And maybe the next maybe next week I will be. Let's see. <laughs> I'm Paul Mad Doggy but Salt. I'm Paul Better Than Ice Cube. <laughs> and remember, the one good thing about the Baywatch is the way that Zach Efron sometimes looked like he could just 